0: King, King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. The think a the league Newcastle, hundred,
1: hundred rugby league. Welcome back to League Castle for another episode. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson, and we're certainly looking forward to a bumper episode. We've got three special guests to look ahead at some of the President's Cup, Denton Engineering Cup, and uh, also some of the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League competitions, including the Women's Tackle, where we'll have a special guest and touch on the successful run thus far of the Knights, Tasha Gale, Junior Representative side. Uh, there's been plenty happening in local footy. The Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League kicked off over the weekend and uh, there was games on everywhere and we'll certainly do our best to provide a, uh, a snapshot of what games are on this week ahead on the Lee Castle AU page on Facebook. Uh, we do apologise last week. I did promise you that the uh, bracket for the... Teams Eliminator for the People's Team of Newcastle. The Central Coast and the Hunter Valley will be back. It has been delayed a little bit further. We've had a couple of technical issues and difficulties with our Facebook page, so hoping that'll be back in the coming days. But uh, in the meantime, there's certainly plenty of footy to whet your appetite and keep you keen with round two of the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League grades uh, all the way through from A grade through to the Southern and Northern Conferences, three grades of Ladies League tag and two grades of Women's Tackle. Throw in the Newcastle Rugby League or the Denton Engineering Cup, as it's known, heading into round four, and it's certainly livening up. There's some absolute cracking games, and uh, we'll go through those with our guests today. A big thanks to those guests. We will kick off with the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, having a look at the C grade competition uh, with West Walls End captain coach Blake Huddleston. A big thanks to Blake. We'll then kick into the Tasha Cup and the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League women's tackle competitions with a bit of a focus on the A-grade with uh, recent convert Tani Milgate from Central Newcastle uh, who's converted over from the ladies league tag in previous seasons and finally we'll wrap it up with none other than former NRL star uh, you may know from the Canterbury Bulldogs he's now at the Macquarie Scorpions none other than Macquarie Scorpions fullback Kerrod Holland so let's get into the show And we're here with the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League segment of the show. This week, we're having a look at the C-grade as our main focus, and we'll have a little bit of a look at a couple of girls' competitions as well. And I'm joined by none other than Westwall Zen's uh, newly minted for 2021 captain coach, Blake Huddleston. Blake, welcome to the show. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. No problem at all, mate. Um, We always uh, have a nice Westie flavour, and it's nice to have someone intelligent, as opposed to Daniel Melmoth speaking on behalf of the Magpies
2: mate. I wish he could be
1: here. I know he wants to be here. Um, He's a board yeah, no, now, mate. I That's exactly right, yeah. I had the uh, pleasure of refereeing Daniel in uh, round two of the reserve grade the other week. It's a, never a dull moment. He uh, keeps me on my toes, that's for sure, when I'm out there. But uh, mate, uh, let, rather than talking about past, let's talk about current West Wall's end. Uh, what's happening out there at uh, mate, the Magpies' nest out at Les Wakeman? There's uh, plenty kicking off and uh, the season's just started, obviously, so how's it looking?
2: Oh, mate, shaping up alright. Um, Obviously lost a few of those blokes, like you said, Daniel and, and Butts and Lukey and Jace all moved on to bigger and better things, and it's obviously good to see. Um, and in words of, you know, replacing them, we've just got a lot of young blokes, um, you know, 12 to 15 blokes, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old coming through, so it's um, it's good to see a couple of old heads, you know, the young boys and, and all that, so sticking around hopefully lead the way, but, you know, Positives moving forward. I
1: was going to say it wouldn't be a West end team without certainly Kai Junk, Um, but to have Khan back around the traps after he's decided to take that step back as well, and I think he's got a few sort of semi-injury concerns. So C grades probably about the the right the right pace for what he's wanting to output, even though his ability might be a
2: bit higher than that. Yeah, no, that's it. You know, it, obviously he he'd love to play that top tier, but obviously got a few little niggling injuries that you know he's he's struggling to get past, and you know. Unfortunately, that's life, and his body's got a bit of a bit of a battering over the last few years. So it, it does suck, but it's also good for us to have that sort of caliber of player um, back at the club, which you know is only going to help us and bolster us as the year goes on. And
1: uh, mate, he managed to get across for a double on the weekend in that win. You took on Woodbury round one. It's not an easy road trip to go up there to Woodbury, and they've got some handy players. When you look at you know the, the Hutchison boys, Brett Forrest, uh, those sorts of guys, uh, Blake Tamburini. So, yeah, certainly a good windy chalk up.
2: Oh, mate, yeah. Look, like you said, classy side. Um, I don't think they had, they didn't have any pre-season games or anything like that. Um, you know, so they'll be better for the run, but a very, very good side. As the year goes on, they'll only, they'll only get better. Obviously, with Nolly at the, at the top there, they'll, um, they'll definitely be better for the run and, you know, come the back end of the year, I'm sure they'll be hard to beat, but, yeah, can't get over for a double. Um, he played well, set a good platform. Um, Tommy Payne played off the back of that, um, done his job as well. There's another mention. Um, One yeah, of just centres yeah.
1: for a double as well. Uh, yeah, Jordan Jordan Wallen. Jordan
2: Wallen, yeah, played really good. Um, first year in the centres, he's been promoted from the wing um, into the centres and taken it with both hands. So it's good to see.
1: And and so, what are you looking at? Obviously, in terms of the competition, it's it's a bit hard to get too much of a read on other sides at the moment. There were some interesting results, and I might fire through those before we get your opinion. But there were some certainly some points scored. Uh, obviously, your game, thirty four to ten, uh, matching scoreline. Fingal Bay, who've also uh, come down the grades a little. You guys both in A grade last year, both had some uh, uh, exodus of players. East Maitland returned. They went down thirty four to ten to Fingal. Uh, The Hamilton Ducks are always strong, 42-20. I know they've lost a few players across the grade in rugby union as well. And uh, Shortland, uh, they're looking reasonably strong, 48-22. It uh, looks like defence was fairly optional there uh, against Wallsend Maryland, a bit of a local derby, mate. Uh, It's never an easy game when you go to a W club. You guys have got three in your grade. Who else do you see as the threats in the current C grade format?
2: Oh, look, mate, like you said, this early on in the year, it's it's really hard to tell. But, you know, I think anyone on their day... um, you know, some of those scores, I know they probably appear a bit lopsided, but, you know, I know for a fact Walls at Maryland, we played them in a bit of trial there the other week. They're, they're no slouch. They've actually got a, quite a quality side, a very young side, but a very good side um, defensively, generally speaking. Um, they turn up and defend really well. Um, obviously, I wasn't at the game, so I can't comment, but Shorty very much always turn up as well. Obviously, they can put points on. Um, mate, Fingal, you know, we went up there last year and, Darren Agro, like you said, with us as well. And they had a real quality side last year. Um, and I'm sure they'll be very much the same this year. Obviously, they've probably lost a few uh, to the grade set up as well, um, which is always always a positive to see blokes doing that. But, mate, they'll be good. I don't know much about Hamilton. Um, obviously, they put a few put a few points on Boola. Um, you know, they're no slouches. But, you know, mate, I'd, honestly... I don't think anybody will be an easy beat. I think it'll be whoever turns up on the day and, and does their job will probably probably get the win.
1: I think that's very much the nature of some of these c grade sides. You tend to be one of two things: you're either a uh, similar to what you guys are, where you're young with a couple of older heads thrown in, or alternatively, you may have, you know, uh, some transient or shift workers and things. So on any given week, depending on whether young blokes turn up, turn up, switched on. Or whether you know a side has you know their best of their players available versus you know six of their start normal starting thirteen on, on weekend work it can make a huge difference and so you can't really read too much certainly into one round of results but um, no and- that that's
2: exactly right mate you know and Malibu, a prime example um, you know as previous years they, they get a few blokes coming in um, a bit later on obviously with work constraints and some week they they might have a full squad you know the next week they might have up to six blokes out which is hard, but, you know, they turn up, they play, you know, they've always got a side on the park, which is handy, but it's just the nature of the beast. It's it's pub comp, you know, it's pub footy. It's take, you know, roll with the punches.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. And, and you know, no love lost. There's some good rivalries with yourselves from some of the, the recent B-grade competitions with two of those sides, at least, certainly with Malibu and uh and Woodbury, there's been some good semifinals with West Walls and Malibu over the last couple of years, so um, that's, that'll be a nice little rivalry game when uh, either side makes the trip, allowing that once the grading settle down, that you both stay in C grade.
2: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Um, you know, I know for a fact it's, it's never easy for us going up there. Um, it's always good quality footy, um, and I'm sure it's very much the same for them. Um, coming down to Les Wakeland as well, um, and we always always fight it out for the, the Changa Cup, which We'll be going ahead again this year as well, um, and that's it's always a good bit of silverware to, to have in the cabinet.
1: Yeah, certainly any silverware you can get, especially during the year, gets a bit of uh, a bit of motivation amongst the boys. And, mate, uh, we'll jump into this week's games and then have a quick chat about the girls. Uh, so this week, and again, you know, you say one game's hard to judge a team on. The team that you play this week's coming off the bye, so you're going to know absolutely nothing about them. I understand they've picked up a few of the uh, fringe guys from south with some of the girls that have gone over for the ladies' league. Table. you take on Katara this week, mate. They've... Uh, you know, at different points in recent years, they've been, you know, a powerhouse up as high as A grade. They've been in the lower grades the last couple of years. They were uh, in the uh, one of the lower grade grand finals last year. So, they're not someone you want to take too lightly.
2: No, that's exactly right, mate. You know, credit where credit's due. Like you just touched on, they've they've been a really good club um, for the last, you know, three to four years. And, and, you know, I'm pretty sure they had a crack at A grade there the other year. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be good. They always turn up. They're always tough. Um, we've just got to focus on us, not really worry about them. If we turn up and put on a good performance and do our jobs, I'm, I'm sure we'll put our best foot forward and, and get the W.
1: And, mate, the, uh, the opportunity for the first time to, to play in front of a, a full crowd, not the uh, capacity limited that we had last year. So the full first time since uh, uh, that premiership a couple of years ago. It would be great to have a uh, busting at the seams. Les Wakeman, it's always uh, very welcoming in its own unique way to the opposition team.
2: Yeah, no, that's exactly right, mate. It's good to, good to get back at home, um, obviously, double-headed with our girls side who are also coming off a good win, you know. Hopefully the um, the community and, and all the supporters get out there and hopefully get two good wins and duck the Holmesy Pub for a, a few uh, shenanigans. Go and see if you can
1: uh, dislodge Scotty McKinnon
2: from one of the bar stools right at the front there, mate. Mate, I think it'll be a bit hard up. He's uh, tried to avoid it lately but I'd be surprised if he can stay away any longer. <laughs> Lovely, mate. Let's have
1: a run through the others, and uh, we'll do some. We'll get some blind tips from you, mate. Uh, so the other games on on Saturday, three o'clock uh, again at Malabula Sporting Complex up there on the peninsula. Uh, it's the Panthers taking on the East Maitland Griffins. East Maitland, a bit of an unknown coming back after a year off.
2: Yeah. Oh, look. You know, we've had talking about rivalries. We've had some good good games against um, East Maitland over the years as well. Um, like I said, it's never easy to go out in Malabula they always tend, um, tend to turn up when they're at home and you just don't know, do you? You know, both coming off losses, it wouldn't be easy. They wouldn't be happy about it. So it should be a dogfight.
1: Certainly will. And I think it's great to see uh, in terms of the competition that East Maitland back in the comp, there's uh, sort of been a bit of a heartbeat there at Henny Penny Stadium of the sort of Maitland area. If, if you've got sort of the likes of them and Woodbury and, you know, obviously Barrow now in the A-grade back there. We see West Maitland have returned to the competition. It's good to start to see some of these cl- clubs coming back after, you know, a year or in West Maitland's case, more than a year off.
2: Yeah, that's it. you know, it's good for the game. It's good for the area, um, the more the merrier. You know, it's it's always good to see teams coming back. You don't want to see teams fold or, or clubs fold, you know. And like you said, going at to Henny Penny Stadium there, it's, you know, nothing better than playing a Friday night up there. I'll tell you that. Nothing. I'll tell you that's nothing.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, and then your opponents from last week, Woodbury, they'll take on Fingal Bay. This one will be an absolute cracker of a clash. It'll be nice and physical. Uh, both sides with uh, solid packs. So uh, it'll be interesting to see whether the Warriors, they won't want to go 0-2 at home to start the season.
2: No, look, you know, that, yeah. I, it'll be a real good game. I wish I'd get there and watch it. Um, Woodbury, like I said, they're a, they're a, they're a good solid. They're just, you know, the more games they get in them, the more minutes they get in them, They'll be better for it. You know, I'm sure they might have one or two to come back as well. Um, but then again, single Bay quality outfit, hard to beat. It'll be a cracker, I reckon.
1: Certainly will. And the final game of the round, uh, Walls and Maryland do have the bye. Seven o'clock Saturday night at Learmont, though. A little bit of a different time, so I don't mind a Saturday night game. Uh, I don't doubt that a few boys uh, from some of the surrounding clubs and other areas you might see some of the Katara boys getting down to watch this one at Learmonth. Hamilton taking on Shortland. Shortland, the big improvers in round one. Hamilton have been in grand finals in their first two years and they'd certainly like to make it three from three. So they'll have uh, an eye towards the end of the season already and this one will be a, a good taste to uh, see how the season shapes up, especially under lights at Learmonth, followed undoubtedly by a, a few ales at the
2: Kent. Yeah, mate, like I said, both coming off um, first up wins. Um, both pretty convincing wins as well. So, you know, she could be a real high-scoring match with, you know, depends if you want to tackle or not. But, mate, cracker of a game. I know Shorty always turn up. They're always hard to play. Like I said, don't know much about Hamilton. But for more reports, you know, good side. Who knows? Any, anyone. and Whoever turns up and plays will probably get the W, I reckon.
1: Yeah, certainly. Be it's, it's as we said before. It's very much if you turn up a little bit off your game, you know, irrespective of whether you won by twenty or thirty or lost by forty the week before. Um, if you turn up off your game in, in some of these comps, especially in the early stages where you know sides are looking for that bit of momentum, they'll get a bit of a roll on, and all of a sudden you'll find yourself well behind the eight ball. And and, and speaking of that, certainly if with uh, regrading on the horizon, um, you know, a couple of losses and you might find yourself going down, or a couple of decent wins, you might find yourself going up. And especially with some of the scores in the grade below you, I saw. Uh, Two sides putting on 50 points in Awabakal and, and West Maitland, and Main had a, a 18 point win, 42 24 as well. So, a few of those sides that'll be eyeing off their way up to C grade, but uh, we'll wait and see what the powers at B do with that, mate. And might be appropriate now that we jump across to the uh, girls' uh, tag competition, your girls playing in the B grade competition. And uh, they were one of the uh, the bigger winners, keeping a clean sheet, I understand, as Aberglassen, 30 0. Uh, McEachie's which is uh, no mean feat as everyone knows Aberglassen always a strong side in the league tag they've brought in a second side which understands a large part of the Greta Brinks and girls that played in that A grade competition last year so a good uh, scalp first up for the uh, Lady Pies
2: yeah mate look they've they've trained really hard um, all pre-season um, The new coach uh, their new coach um, Jace back mate he's done he's done some really good work with them um, you know they all turn up to train and they've worked really really hard I know they had a pretty a pretty full-on schedule the week leading up. I think they had three sessions um, leading up to to last Saturday's game. So um, they definitely earn it, um, you know, through the week, Monday to Friday. Um, So, it was really, really, really good um, to see them get a win early on in the season, Um, definitely lift their spirits and, you know, show them that if you put in the hard work, you know, you'll get rewarded for it.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't get any easier for them though. This week they take on Swansea. Swansea were a big improver towards the back end of last year's competition. They went down to uh, one of the grade sides, Cessnock, who came back into the competition, thirty-four to sixteen. So they'll undoubtedly be smarting, and they'll be up for the clash. So it kicks off as you said, that double header at Les Wakeman from uh, from two o'clock
2: on Saturday, mate. Yeah, look, mate. If like like I said, they turn up and and you know train hard this week, get through their sessions, and turn up and want it more than you know, the other side, they'll get their win, but I've got no doubt Jason them ready to go. Um, you know, a lot of new girls, a lot of fresh faces. Um, they're all keen. Um, but then again, you know, Swansea have been around for a while now. They've been playing together for a few years. So, who knows? Anyone's game. Certainly is in these early
1: stages. Just to run through the other games in the Ladies League, take grade this weekend, 1 o'clock. Dungog will take on Newcastle University. That'll be at Clarence Town. The, the uh, Dungog men's side taking on Clarence Town as the main game there. Uh, At 2 o'clock at Malabula it will be the Panthers taking on the Cessna Goannas. As we said, 2 o'clock at Les Wakeman. The Lady Pies from West Walls End will take on the Swansea Swans. Aberglassen will host Stroud at 2 o'clock at McEachie's Oval and at 6 o'clock the curtain raiser to that men's game we talked about at Learmonth Park. It'll be the Hamilton Ducks taking on a wobble, So good to see a good spread of teams in the ladies' league tag B grade, mate. Um, we wish you and the, and the Lady Pies all the best this weekend. Hopefully you can both make it 2-0 to kick off the season. And uh, we look forward to certainly catching up with you guys and uh, having a chat with uh, the, the boys and the girls, uh, hopefully at some point during the season when you're well on a, a winning run.
2: Right, no, mate. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, you know, always a pleasure. I love what you've done with the place. You know, doing really good. It's, it's good to see Everyone in the local community and, and, and in the sport and in all that sort of stuff getting involved and get behind it. So, mate, keep doing it. It's great. Great to see. You. And if you ever got five minutes, mate, come on out to Homesy Pub and, you know, we'll get a session in and sit down and, you know, do it properly.
1: Sounds like a plan, mate. Uh, thank you very much again and good luck this weekend and, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Cheers, mate. Have a good one.
1: And that was Blake Huddleston, the captain coach of the West Malls and Magpies in the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League Seagrade. A big thanks to Blake for his time. And make sure, if you are in the area, you get down to Les Wakeman Oval this Saturday from 2 o'clock, the doubleheader of the women taking on Swansea, followed by the main game at 3 o'clock, which will be the men hosting the Katara Bears. Now comes the time of the show where we jump deep into the Women's Rugby League and uh, fortunate enough to have a uh, special guest on to talk all things Women's Tackle Rugby League in Newcastle and the Hunter. It is none other than uh, Tani Milgate. Tani, formerly of Central Newcastle Ladies League Tag, the girls have now moved into having a Women's Tackle side and also involved with the Knights' Tasha Gale Cup side. And Tani, we're talking off air about them and we might start there. The girls have had an absolute cracker of a season.
0: Yeah, they've, they've had a really good season this year. We actually finished um, on top of the ladder and um, it's now into final. So the girls have this week off and then um, they'll play the winner of um, two of the other final teams that are happening this weekend. So it's into the prelim so, and then hopefully the grand final.
1: So two, two wins away from a possible minor major premiership double. Sounds easy when you say it like that, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. It sounds really good too.
1: <laughs> so, and, and certainly, you know, obviously great to have the Tasha Gale, the junior pathway competition for the girls. And um, who can we sort of expect to see developing in, you know, obviously the, the girls that are starring at the moment in that competition for the Knights and developing into, you know, the future stars for the, the Gillaroos and the like? Who are some of the names that we can watch out for? Yeah,
0: there's, there's a couple of girls. Um, there's one of our um, back rowers, um, Bree Chester. Um, She's definitely someone to look out for and um, one of our hookers, um, Sophie Clancy. Uh, We've got a couple of front rollers coming through, um, Kyra Simon and um, a few other girls that can definitely um, push for a place in future reps, higher reps in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, excellent. And and we're talking off air as well. There's still more juniors coming through. You've got them sort of banked up with the likes of uh, Jessie Southwell, who was one of the first players to sign with the Knights in the female ranks as well. So she's one that we're yet to see, and Tasha Galbert will come through in the not-too-distant future.
0: Yeah, she's um, still – I think she's only 16 at the moment, and because it's an under-19 competition, she's just not that right age to play yet. So um, she's definitely someone to look out for in the future. She definitely has a big future ahead of her in rugby league
1: it's certainly great to see obviously we've seen the senior women's game grow locally with the league tag and the women's tackle which we'll get into in a sec but I know that the girls juniors as well some of the I was fortunate enough to referee some of the games last year and some of the girls going around for some of the junior clubs whether it be Raymond Terrace uh, Belmont North uh, we have West Maitland there's plenty of the clubs that are really developing out into those junior teams and some of the girls are just you know absolutely phenomenal talent so Undoubtedly, it's just going to get better and better and the standard's going to continue to increase. And as, as you start to get a bit older, those young girls will start to come through and put the pressure on you on the girls in your age bracket that are starting out now.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I suppose that makes the competition a lot better um, with the future talent we have coming through um, locally. really good.
1: There certainly is, and, and we talked about it just before as well, um, moving on to the the local women's tackling in the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, it's all been sort of badged together now, so the grade clubs have got the opportunity to enter that competition, and we've seen three of the grade clubs entering in there with um, Central, obviously, who you're playing for, uh, South Newcastle, oh, sorry, for Macquarie, and also Westall entering in that A-grade side where they're... Uh, alongside Berkeley Vale, who are the defending, I think, three or four-time premiers in women's tackle, Tookley, who've joined the competition, and also Waratah, who've been a perennial powerhouse as well. So undoubtedly, a a really strong seven-team competition uh, ahead of us in 2021. We're one round in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, good to see a few of the other uh, few clubs joining um, the competition and um, just extending the competition altogether, which is really good to see in female rugby league.
1: And obviously, as we said, you're at Central there, and uh, pretty fortunate to have the tutelage of uh, one of the region's probably premier uh, rugby league playing females over the last couple of decades in Beck Young.
0: Yeah, it's it's, um, it, it's really exciting for not only me but the other other girls that play um, for Central, just playing under Beck, who um, is an ex Gillaroos player in New South Wales and Indigenous All Stars rugby league player so it's um it is an honor to play under her and um learn from her um learn all the the trades of um the tricks of the trade of rugby league
1: yeah certainly and um a good win to start the season knocking off that side we talked about just before 20 22 uh, 18 over berkeley vale uh, Birkerville being uh, obviously the defending premiers for a number of years and I think they've only lost something like two or three games in that whole time so to knock them over first up certainly would have been uh, pretty good for yourself in your first uh, competition game of women's tackle.
0: Yes definitely a bit of a confidence booster for us. Um, we only started training two weeks ago um, so yeah once, once we got that win on Saturday it was just yeah it was a good start and um, Beck was very happy and yeah, we I think we surprised ourselves a bit, but um, we're definitely a team um, that can put that sort of pressure on teams like Bertha Vale. But there's also South and West and the Quarries. Um, here are all going to be strong teams this year, so it's going to be a very close competition, which is good.
1: Yeah, that's certainly what you want, you, you know. And we've seen it in years gone by, probably predominantly in the league tag, which is where there's been some excitement this year with the, the combination of the grades, where sides have sort yeah. of just dominated. Sort of and were one of those that stood out and. Um, so it's been really good this year. That it looks like in, in all the women's grades, it'll be much more balanced and, and closer competition. So certainly exciting to see. And um, you did talk about those sides, and obviously Tuclia, a bit of an unknown, and, and Waratah. They've shown at times they've run Berkeley Vale and Aberglasen last year, who were the two lead runners in the women's tackle to the edge. And, and you'll get to take on Waratah this week at St John. So uh, you're looking forward to that clash. Uh,
0: well, we're actually not playing this weekend. Um, okay. There's just yeah, there's a country champ um grand final this weekend so um some of our girls will be playing in that so um and we don't have enough players to um take the field um unfortunately so we're, i think we've been able to defer the game to the um the week before the junior weekend yep uh which will be exciting so a, a weekend off for us oh,
1: that, that'll, <laughs> be, that, that'll be nice for the few that aren't playing in, in the country championships obviously it, it was deferred itself with all the wet weather and yeah. and and uh, challenges that they had previously. I know they got through the men's and a couple of the others so uh, great that we've got some representatives playing in that this weekend so we'll wish them the best of luck uh, but uh, as I said the fact that we've got 12 teams and we ran through those ones that are sitting in, in the first grade competition or the A grade competition. We've also got uh, the B grade competition with a fair spread of teams as well and we saw Dora Creek take down Budgie Way on the weekend and Abermain had a good win against Maitland United. Maitland United have been in the competition for a couple of years so they'll have a bit of experience. Carua as well having the bye so uh, it's certainly going to be an interesting year and, and you talked about it before. Um, do you think now that you've knocked off vale, then you know that's probably put the target on Central alongside Berkley vale as one of the favourites for the competition?
0: Uh, look, I think it's too early in the season to say that um, because like I said just before, I think South and West are going to be a very strong team as well as Macquarie. Um, a few of the girls have made that transition from league tag to rugby league but um, most of those girls have played um, rugby league at some point in yeah. their life so... Um, I think, um, yeah, I think that over the next couple of weeks it'll um, it'll tell us a bit more to see who the, the top teams are. But I think it's going to be very close.
1: And yeah, looking at looking at your side so far, obviously just looking at some of the results from the weekend, and, and it was your nine Monica Lee Morris who managed to get across for a couple of tries. So is she one to watch in yep. your side? Who else can we, we look out for? I think you talked about young Kyra Simon before as well.
0: Yeah, so Monica actually plays in the night Tasha Gale. She's one of the hookers. Um, she, yeah, She's great out of the dummy half and um, she was able to get two um, tries under the goalposts pretty much um, for us, which was really good. And um, Kyra, yeah, she's in the team as well. She plays in the front row and she, just had, she had no fear. She had no fear um, with the, the, the women's and the older girls, so she just, her body on the line every time which is good to see um but we have taylor gray in fullback she's always always been a um a very good player and she actually played league tag with me the last couple of years but um she's also played um rugby league previously um i think uh, one of our halves Brody ingram she played league tag with me as well the last couple of years and she's made that transition to rugby league but I think she's just a natural talent, so she's going to do really well um, in the, the tackle competition.
1: Yeah, I certainly recognise the name of Taylor Gray. She was a standout for Central over the last couple of years, and if my memory yeah. serves me correctly, twenty nineteen may, may have even got best on ground in your, in your in the premiership win for the Butcherbirds. So, she sure did a nice convert yeah. to have uh, nabbed from the world of league tag. So. Uh, yeah, certainly good to get a little bit of an insight, and as you say, it, it's a bit of a challenge. We've had a couple, we've had a game last round deferred, a game now at least one this round deferred with the country championship, so it'll probably right. be the end of April or, or the start of May before we really start to get a good picture, and look, we might try and catch up with yourself and, and maybe even, Beck, um when we get an opportunity during the season, have a bit more of a chat, but appreciate you coming on the show tonight, having a little bit of a chat. Enjoy your, your weekend off. We'll wait to see where the draw lands in regards to the final gradings, etc., so we can see who you, you'll be playing up next, but... Certainly uh, yeah. worth uh, the Central fans getting down and, and supporting you, you girls when you're uh, playing. And I, and I understand where possible they'll be uh, trying to play you alongside the, the men's grade side. So it adds another bow to the – another string to the bow of a great day out at St John when those are on.
0: Absolutely. We have a good fan base at Central and a good community around us. So thanks for having me, Chris.
1: No worries at all, Tani. Thank you again. Always good to have you on the show and I uh, look forward to catching up with you later in the year. Best of luck for the season ahead.
0: Thank you very much. Take care.
1: And that was Tani Milgate from the Central Newcastle Butcher Birds women's tackle side. So we certainly look forward to seeing the growth of the women's tackle competition as it goes forward uh, this season. It's great to see 12 sides and two competitive grades in front of us for 2021. All right, now time for the... President's Cup or the Denton Engineering Cup section of our podcast and as we have been doing the last couple of weeks we look ahead with a guest from the Bar TV Tui's match of the round and that match this weekend will be the Macquarie Scorpions taking on the Wang Roos and we're joined by none other than uh, one of their many star signings for 2021, Kerrit Holland. Kerr, thanks for a little bit of your time.
3: Thanks Chris, yeah, happy to be here.
1: Mate, um, it's certainly been a bit of a change of pace for you, uh, coming from the NRL and, and jumping on board at the Scorpions, returning, you know, you know this competition fairly well, having spent time at Cessnock before, but how's the uh, homecoming of sorts been and heading out to Toronto?
3: Yeah, it's really good. Um, I'm sort of living out near Toronto at the moment. Um, I've got family ties out of Toronto. My grandparents live out there and also my father-in-law and sister-in-law. So, um, And obviously, you no know, kitty, as you mentioned, from... Um, from the Cessnock days. So, yeah, I've played this competition before and it's a, it's nice to come back and, and close the family and and play some football.
1: And in terms of that, how's it been, I guess, coming back, the standard now versus when you played here before? We've obviously added, you know, the Central Coast sides in to make it the President's Cup or the Denton Engineering Cup. Um, you've had a bit of a look, obviously, three games under the belt now in terms of the competition, sitting two and one. How have you found the standard and, and settling back in?
3: Yeah, I think, I think the standard's, you know, roughly what it was... Roughly what it was, if not better than um, uh, what it was in in 2014 and 15 when I was playing. It was a great competition back then. I was obviously a, a lot younger, so um, I was obviously inexperienced. Coming back with a bit more experience, I saw of see the game a little bit differently. Um, it's a it's a little bit of a step back, but just right for, for what I want to do. And yeah, the the competition is definitely strong. The entrance sort of surprised us a little bit there after after 20 minutes um, in round one and and got us in the end. So. No, we're, we're building quite nicely um, out of the Scorps what we want to do. We're definitely not anywhere near where we want to be, but, um, yeah, we're, we're getting there.
1: And uh, in terms of that, obviously, as I said, yeah, the, the win last week, mate, it's always, as you know, tough to go to Harker over, irrespective of who they've got on their books and, and chalk a win. So to get back-to-back wins now, uh, both on the road, is certainly been uh, probably a, a good string to the bow of the Scorps.
3: Yeah, for sure. Harker's never an easy place to play and, and needed, um south, so... Uh, to get two wins there, we were quite happy. We would, have, we would have blocked the entrance as well to make it three away wins before we get our first home game, but it wasn't to be. Um, but, yeah, it's, as you said, Harker's, Harker's not an easy place to go to on a Sunday and win, and we we lost two fronties in the first half, so we were down to 15 men um, for the second half. So we are, our middle's done a really good job on the weekend and, and hung in there and we ground out a win.
1: Yeah, certainly was a strong win. And just to run through those other results from the weekend, Wyong, 34, defeating Lakes 10. Uh, Cessnock a bit of a, an interesting one Many tipping Maitland there mate uh, Were you surprised to see the Goannas Your old side uh, pip them I know, I know um, there, was, there was some highlights of AJ Davis Slotting a, a penalty goal from about 53 out on half time Which ended up being the margin But uh, a good win for the Goannas on the road
3: Yeah definitely We play the Goannas in a trial game uh, We played Cessnock in a trial game uh, Early on this year So I definitely know that they, they've got a, a decent squad um, which is going to turn into a very good squad as they come. They're, they're a young side, and they played in the competition last year, and were um, good enough to win that competition last year. So they'll definitely, they'll definitely improve as the year goes on. And they yeah, AJ Davis is a is a great player, and, and Maitland with Matt Lantry at the helm there is they're obviously always going to be strong. So um, surprising to some maybe, but yeah,
1: they're two of the um, powerhouses in our competitions. So yeah, it was always going to be a great game. Yeah, they certainly are. A lot of those, uh, you know, XNRL players such as yourself have probably uh, had some of the headlines in terms of the early signings, but Adrian Davis is not someone to be underestimated. I in mean, the two Burns boys they've picked up from Q Cup and also, of course, talking of XNRL nrl players, Tyrone Roberts-Davis is a strike centre. Uh, it's not a bad backline to be uh, having when you've got Liam Foran on the bench. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's, as I said. It's, and, um, you know, I've they've, they've got a couple of forwards that I used to play with um, back there in Reid, um Oh, I can't remember. Ray Hugo. Yes, Ray, here you go. That's him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they've they've got it, and Corey Barber, I think, still running around too. So yep. they've got a lot of experience as well. Um, and as you said, that the back line is is fairly damaging. So they've got a, a great mix there, and and they're going to be hard to beat. They're, um, yeah, as the experience as well from last year, and um, the players that they've picked up, they're going to be a formidable force, and and someone um, that I'm really looking forward to playing um, down the track.
1: Yes, certainly. In the other Sunday results, we touched on it before. Obviously, you guys getting that 18-10 win at Harker uh, Central with a fairly comfortable win in the end, 32-12 over South at Townsend Oval. And another one that was a little bit of a surprise, the entrance had set the pace, as you said, early in the season, and they went down 16-10 to a Curry side. I mean, you can't underestimate a Curry side that's you know got the likes of Frank Paul Neussala up front. They're playing Tyler Randall uh, at 6. you got Mitch Cullen as well with plenty of experience. Uh, and, and a few others as well. Jared Anderson, who would have been down at the Bulldogs at the same time as you in the New South Wales Cup, mate. And uh, then, you know, they've still got Nathan Ross to add to that squad. So they're going to be a threat too, heading deep into the season.
3: Yeah, definitely. You, you've mentioned a lot of names there. Um, and the, yeah, I do. Jared Anderson come back. He was, at the, he was at the dog squad. He was at the Roosters beforehand as well. So, And then obviously got Rossy, Tyler Randall, and, and the names that you mentioned there. So um, I think Tommy McKenzie's um Yep. Running around as well, so they've got a they've got a great squad, and a lot of these squads are are strong throughout the competition. So there's no um, there's no easy games to say. Um, yeah, the entrance getting picked by Curry uh, is um, just goes to show how strong this competition is. So it's it's really exciting, and, and each week I'm I'm really looking forward to getting out there and, and playing each game. And as we're developing, every other team is too. So getting towards the pointy end of the year when it does happen, it's going to get really exciting.
1: Yeah, I I certainly think, you know, obviously uh, some of the players really just starting to hit their stride. Uh, I was talking with uh, a a guy, Josh Spiegelman, who provides a lot of stats for for a number of the clubs and also uh, does some stuff where he sends some info through to us. And we were talking about the fact that a lot of players had had the year off. Uh, also, um, you know, players, you know, depending on how the pre-season, when a lot of clubs didn't get too many trials, and you talked about yourselves obviously got a couple in, but there were some clubs that only got one. I think the entrance got none in. So um, we're expecting probably over the next couple of rounds that we'll see, you know, starting to see the best of some of these sides. Yeah,
3: definitely. Um, you know, every, as everyone builds, you, you've touched on a lot of players that haven't played for 18 months. A lot of sides didn't get um, too many trials in, so... As a competition, as as boys start to get that match fitness, um, as teams start to gel with the new signings and that, that they come through, there's going to be some exciting football come sort of um, the back end of the year, July, August, September. So hopefully the Scorps were a part of it, and I'm sure we will be. Um, We've got a lot of work to do between now and then, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And
1: and certainly something that's taken me this year, obviously there's been a lot of focus on the, the big name signings or the returning players. Um, some of the young players coming through and uh, also players that have, that have come from elsewhere. So I know looking at your squad, there's a couple in the back line there, Rob Bussaro, who's come from rugby union and young Callan Briggs a name that's known fairly well through Newcastle rugby league in terms of the Briggs name, but another generation coming through and he certainly looks like he's got the talent of the uh, older generation uh, under his belt. Oh, most definitely. Cal's a very exciting
3: uh, prospect that we're lucky enough to have out there. As you said, that that Briggs name is synonymous with Newcastle rugby league and he's, He's definitely got the talent there, so we're really excited. Cal's trained uh, really hard during the pre-season, so I'm excited to see how he goes and I can see his potential there um, week in, week out of training. And, then, yeah, big Robbie G on the wing, he's, he's going to be great for us too. So he's a big body and helps us get out of the um, out of our end really well. And as you, he scored a, a great try on the weekend. So, um, yeah, we uh, I think our back line is, is probably um, up with with any of them in the competition. So, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really excited for what we can do. And, and it, our forward pack's really good as well. We just um, we'll work on a, on a couple of things and um, get better as, a, as, a, as the season goes on. But we've got a big challenge this week in Wyong. And Rich Williams is a, is a great hooker. So he'll test us out there. And it's something we'll probably focus on this week.
1: Yeah, certainly is good out of dummy half. And we will get to this week's games in a moment, mate. Um, I guess... We we talked with Kitty earlier in the year, and he talked about you know wanting to get football back to Lyle Peacock, obviously after Macquarie not having a side, and it's now been you know yes you had that trial, but it's been three weeks, round four, you finally get to take a game back to Lyle Peacock Oval there at Toronto, and what what are the what can the local crowd you know you always get a good following there, but what can the local crowd expect to see from Macquarie? What style of football are they going to see on that home track this weekend? Do you think? I
3: think the, the style of football that we're going to play, we're we're definitely in a great tackling Um and ultimately as well with. We're trying to work really hard on, on our defensive structures, So um, we're going to pride ourselves on that. And we know that we can score points. Um, it's just stopping the points. So we've got um, a great back line and, and Callum's got some great skills there. So we are definitely going to um, try and exploit that as much as we can. And, yeah, it's... Macquarie's always been known for his for its tough football, and I think that'll be the same. But
1: we've sort of got the, the back line there now to, to score a fair few points. So, yeah, I'm really excited. And we've given plenty of the back line raps, mate. But uh, one man who's been on my show before who I, I can't let go, go without a rap because he, he won't let me live it down is uh, Roycey Jeffrey. Uh, mate, he, he managed <laughs> to put, put the ball over the line seven times in an A-grade game last year. If, uh, if we could see half of that from him this year, it'd be uh, a fairly impressive outing in the uh, President's Cup.
3: Yeah, yeah, if he can get three or four any game, mate. Yeah, He'll be doing real well seven. I didn't know that, so I'll have to let him I'll have to give him a bit about that. He, um yeah, Bruce is a great bloke. He's been playing for, for Macquarie for I think he said ten years, I think he's been playing since he was seventeen or eighteen. He made yeah. his first grade debut, so he's um yeah, he has been through it all. He's, he's lost a couple of teeth in the process, he's um but he's a he's a great bloke and um he's really sort of the glue that sticks our back line together. You know he's going to do the right thing at the right time for, for your team and um, he loves the Scorps and I couldn't see him playing anywhere else.
1: So, yeah, he's great for us. And, and he'll tell you even with those missing teeth that uh, he is the uh, best-looking man in that back line. But uh, the two girls, I think there's only two of them left that listen to our show, uh, might have other, other votes with your, uh, the final <laughs> member of your back line, mate, Mr. Uh, Mister Superstar of the Bachelorette, uh, Joey Woodbury. Uh, how's it been uh, having Joe come down to the Scorps as well? You'd, I'm guessing you'd know him from your time at Cessnock.
3: I do yeah, I do know Joey um, before math so I, I, I can claim that. Um, yeah, mate, we've had the camera crew coming around. Joey's on a um structured roster at training he he only shows up half the week he's got um, appearances, whether it be a pub appearance or whether it be, you know, he's um, down in the Royal Easter show. I don't know if you follow his Instagram but um, he must have got that written that into his contract so the boys are blowing up. They want that written in their contracts so that they can only train half the week as, as Joey's got into his. But um, in all seriousness, he's a, he's a great fella to have around and um, he's really come a long way since I um, remember in the Cessnock days and he's going um, to, he I think he scored four or five tries already for, for the first three games, so he's, he's a quite prolific for sort the of try scorers. So uh, if he continues to do that for us, he, um, he might lead the comp, which be, would be good for Macquarie.
1: Yeah, certainly ne- never a bad thing to have one of your uh, strike outside backs as you say, sitting on yeah two doubles the first two weeks and just the single last week. You might have to have a chat to him, mate. The social, uh, the, uh, social lifestyle and uh, being an influencer might be uh, weighing down him. he only got the one on the weekend <laughs> against West, so he might need to step up against Wong this week. But I'm starting to think that maybe his signing might have something to do with Kitty wanting some pointers because, I mean, Kitty's pretty prolific on Twitter, but not so much on the other social media platforms. <laughs> Yeah, if you follow Kitty on Twitter, it's a bit of it's a bit torture anyway. And um, he definitely needs some help with his style. If you see Kitty getting around
3: outside of his football gear, it's, uh, it's fairly atrocious. And I'm just – I'm really
1: happy for him that he's married and got three kids because there's no way he'd be getting anything else. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. There's always, always a good opportunity to put a bit of uh, dirt on the coaches on here. So we like that, mate. We might have a run through this week's games and let you get back to your Wednesday evening, mate, uh, if you want to give us some thoughts on – what we see here, so we'll start with the, uh, well, four of the games are on Saturday. We'll start with uh, Maitland hosting south up there at Maitland Sports Ground. Both sides coming off a last-round loss, and they'll be looking to bounce back. The picker's currently sitting sixth with a game in hand, and, and the Lions ninth. How do you see this one shaping up?
3: Yeah, I think um, Maitland, Oh, both teams, will obviously be um, hurting after a loss, but I think Maitland gets the chocolates up there um, on their home ground.
1: Lovely. Next up, we've got uh, the uh, the side uh, sitting at the bottom of the ladder, unfortunately, at the moment. Lakes United they host the top of the table, Cessnock. Uh, look, if there's, we've talked about it before with a number of the coaches. You've mentioned it before. You can't really turn up and have an off day, no matter who you're playing here. So uh, it could be a bit of a danger game for the Goaners heading down to Carlover. Lakes at home, similar to yourselves for the first time in 2021.
3: Yeah, I think I think um, Toddie Edwards will know that, he'll have the boys ready for the weekend. I don't sort of expect um, Cessnock to. lose that game yeah Toddie will be Toddy be aware of the situation and he'll have those boys for
1: him and uh, next up before we get to your game mate we've got the Curry Bulldogs hosting West Rosellas. West obviously coming off that loss, Curry coming off that big win down at the entrance Um, that was a fairly significant one for them both these sides with a game in hand sitting 7th and 8th respectively Curry 7th West in 8th this will be a cracker I think up at the graveyard
3: yeah yeah, um, I haven't played up there for a few years actually so I'm looking forward to getting up there um yeah, that that will be a tough game. Um, uh, it could sort of swing either way. Um, I'm gonna put my money with obviously we haven't played Parry yet. And we played West and, and West are a strong side and I'll be looking to bounce back with um
1: Todd Larry's a the coach there. Um so I'm gonna to have to go with um Curry actually. Going with the home side. Very good, mate. And uh this next one obviously you'll be going the home side. It's the Macquarie Scorpions and Wang sitting fourth and fifth. Respectively, mate, uh, we've talked about your side. You've mentioned Mitch Williams there. They've had Terence Cucu playing in the halves the first few rounds. I think Jack Burriston's quite close to returning. I'm just trying to have a look at the team names. Teams have been named, so no, it is still Terence in the halves. Uh, they've got Mitch Williams. They've got Magnus Stromquist up front. Uh, so, look, plenty of experience there in their side. So you guys will be uh, certainly having to you know, keep keeping your form you've been and have your work cut out.
3: Yeah, definitely. And, and we know that. Mitch Williams is definitely going to test this out around that ruck. So that's something that we'll definitely be focusing on this week. He's a, he's a great player. He's been playing at a high level for a long time now. Um, and Magnus Strongquist, I, I played him. He was playing cup for Wyong in, in 2015. So I know the type, the caliber of player he is. And obviously Terrence was playing back when I was playing uh, for Cessnock in 2014 So and coming out of the NRL as well. So those three players have got a lot of experience and they're, they're going to be a tough side to beat, Um as any side is going to be on their day, but yeah, they're, they're sort of three dangers that we'll be looking at. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm definitely going the home side this weekend. A home side with uh, fullback to cross the line first, mate. <laughs> well, I haven't crossed it. I'm still on a nerdy run, mate. So if I cross the line at any stage, you will be happy. Just start sniffing around behind Joe, mate. You'll be fine. I'm sure he will crumb yeah. one off. Um, <laughs> mate, I, I certainly think the battle of the nines here—the two skippers, uh, the two, the two veterans, if you will. Uh, Liam will love me calling him that. Um, Higo and Mitch Williams. You know, that'll certainly be worth the price of admission if people want to get this, get their way down to uh, Lyle Peacock on Saturday, mate. Yeah,
3: definitely. They're two, two great hookers in the competition. I, I admire what Hugo does and um, his captaincy as well. He's, he's great for us. Um, we just need to learn to play. And myself in particular needs to learn his game a lot quicker than what I am at the moment because he's, he's definitely an asset. And um, if I, if I can get a combination with him going really well, I think that'll be really good for our team. Um, But yeah, both nines are
1: uh, are great plays And if you're a young kid wanting to learn that trade This is a great game to come down and watch 100% And the final game of the round, mate We'll wrap it up and I'll let you get out of here It is the Central Newcastle Butcher Boys have hit a little bit of form recently They're sitting third They take on the entrance Tigers The entrance on the road for the first time Uh, Central at home for the first time This one will certainly be an interesting clash And uh, again, I think it'll be the team that turns up At absolutely peak and prime That'll uh, get it done here And I don't think there'll be much between these two
3: yeah, that's a, that's a great game, and I think I might even actually uh, get out of that on Sunday uh, myself and have a watch because it'd be interesting to see how they go. We've obviously got Central coming up in a couple of weeks, so um, I haven't seen them play. I know, I know the entrance uh, and what the entrance can do as well, so um, I'm going to go the home team uh, entrance, the first first away game that they've got, and you know Central's hitting a bit of form, so um, yeah, I'm going to back Central in there.
1: Yeah, I certainly think there'll be a, a few other uh, members of... The other eight clubs that will be following your lead, mate, and heading across there to have a look at these two sides because undoubtedly they'll be two of the teams that will be there when the whips are cracking, hopefully alongside your Macquarie Scorpions, mate. We appreciate a little bit of your time tonight. Good luck on the weekend. And uh, I know I've uh, promised Kitty that we'll get out with the camera and the microphone and uh, give one of the boys a microphone to run around and and pester a few of you other guys at training later in the year, mate. So it'll be good to catch up then. And, uh, yeah, all the best for the season ahead. No worries, I
3: appreciate that, mate. As
1: long as you don't give the microphone to Kitty, it wouldn't be worth watching, mate. So, um, we wouldn't be yeah, maybe here. the mash boy, Jay Woodbridge. We wouldn't be able to hear him, mate. Uh, we need uh, a bit of an interpreter with the, the gravel voice there of Kitty. So, no, we definitely won't <laughs> give it to him. Maybe, yeah, Joey, Joey's got the experience in front of the lens, mate, so we might have to throw him there. Beautiful, mate. Sounds good. All right, thanks, Carrie. See you, mate. That was Kerrid Holland of the Macquarie Scorpions. Uh, A big thanks to Kerrid for his time. And uh, make sure you do get out to your local footy this weekend. There's games on Saturday all at 3 o'clock. Carl Oval, Lyle Peacock at uh, Toronto Curry Sports Ground, Maitland Sports Ground, and, of course, Sunday at 3 o'clock at St John's Oval. Make sure you check out the President's Cup this weekend and get to a game near you. A big thanks to all of our guests, Kered, Tani and Blake for giving up some of their time this week to cast an eye over their respective competitions and those that their clubs are involved in. So, As I said in the introduction, plenty of local rugby league action. We've got games all across the weekend, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night games and Sunday of course, so plenty of action. There's also some junior trials going on around on Saturday and Sunday mornings, so there's more football than you can poke a stick at. Of course, there's the Knights at home on Friday night as well at 6 p.m., hoping for a much-improved performance after their drubbing at the hands of the Titans as they take on a much-maligned, currently, Cronulla Sharks outfit. So plenty to watch out for there. Make sure to get around our social media channels, League Castle AUS on Facebook, League Castle AU on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, certainly looking uh, for any feedback or involvement that anyone would like to suggest for the show. As I said in the introduction as well, trying to get that people's club competition back up and running to finalise the second round and head deep into the quarterfinals and on from there. Make sure to get around your club and certainly let us know if there's anything else that you'd like to see covered or involved in the show. We'll do what we can to try and get across those pieces as well. A big thanks for tuning in and make sure to try and... uh, do the show a favour this week by sharing it with a friend who likes their local footy and might not be across the show already or giving our page or post a share. would be much appreciated and uh, helps us to spread our message and get some engagement with our show. Big thanks for tuning in and we look forward to catching you next week. We
0: go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson. Runs to the line, he's got Buxton with him, and it's been put on the toe, it's going to be to try, Joy Jobson's got the try, Window get there second. only think to League Classic.
2: Newcastle 100th
0: home rugby league.